Hi, and welcome. I'm Z. And I'm Keith. And we're going to tell you about the movie that we just watched. But first, a little bit of a heads up. Some of the movies we watch deal with heavy subject matters. In order to talk about these emotionally delicate things and the heavy subject matters that we sometimes cover, we add humor and crude language to add some levity and to process our own trauma. If that doesn't feel fun or safe for you, we completely understand. Please take care of yourself first and foremost. And we spoil the end of pretty much every movie that we watch. Now you know, on with the show. inside there (laughs) yeah is the tape mechanism inside there what just doing a goofy oh just cracking one of my spoofs (laughs) Um, so we just watched amateur welcome to the show it's uh hartley fast it's hartley fast hartley fierce i we yeah we got to do yeah unmentionables too but Mm -hmm. We're coming to a close. I don't like that. Well, we got another one yet. No, I know, but we did record these in a yeah. We did cluster. We did cluster ourselves a little bit. Ew! Ew! It's hot. Oh no! Follow us on the things like Instagram. Instagram. Become a patron. Become a patron so you can hear what we said before the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So fascinating. Plus, we do episodes specifically for our patrons. Um, that's right. So, that's nice. Um, I didn't fart in the, this lobby. Isn't that crazy? That you know of. <laughs> um, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it for, <coughs> for everyone. Yeah, great. There's no reason to be a patron now. <laughs> On my fart, I let down on my fart fetishists. Um, yeah, what did you? Because you'd seen this before. Yeah, it'd been a very long time, and maybe longer than the other ones. I don't know. I remembered less about this one than I anticipated I would. And as it turns out, this is a movie that I had convinced myself was not there. The last third or whatever, when they're. <clears throat> In the country and in the yeah. house. Yeah. I remembered some of that. And f- over the years had convinced me that was a non-Hartley movie with Martin Donovan in it. Oh, interesting. And like in the last year or so, convinced myself that it was a movie called Angel, which <laughs> I haven't been able to find. And now I think I probably have never seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's it's a movie that I, I didn't realize that it... I'd seen it all over, like, screenshots of it on Tumblr for a really long time. Uh-huh. And I didn't know. I thought it was, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, it, it never, I never realized that, or I didn't realize it wasn't it. Because 
I know. That's I. I was like, oh, this is like Isabel Hubert or Hubert, yeah, whatever. How do you say her name? Um, all vowels. Isabel. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Isabel. Yeah. The scene where she's, I assumed it was like a French film because she was in it. Fair. And I know that she's like French or whatever. So I was like, yeah, that's a movie I'll never see or whatever. And then that scene when in the bathtub. I love that. In the bathtub? Yeah, when Martin Donovan's in the bathtub. Oh, okay. It was around that time that the Virgin Mary began appearing to me. Pardon me? It's true. She appeared to me three times in one year. And what'd she say? She said I should not become a nun. Why? Because I'm an infomaniac. What? It's true. You don't look like one. Like an infomaniac? Yeah. How would you know? That scene, Martin Donovan in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. I told you, like, there's that, like, foot fetish site. It's just, like, every movie that has feet in it. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, there's, like, hit that scene, him in the bathtub, like, nice. washing his feet. Is uh, I was like, what the fuck? Don't ask me how. I, it's it's not It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Whatever you're thinking, it's not, it's not it. I mean, there's also wiki feet. Yeah, that might be it. But I don't know if that, that's just, I don't know if it's about movies. It just includes, I think, <clears throat> tabloid shots of, but <laughs> it's just, yeah, every actor. How do you know about that? Honestly, because they make jokes about it on Freedom. Oh, okay. And Comedy Bang Bang. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bang Any hoozoo. Yeah, I don't know. I it was It's a fine film. I think it's a fine noir film. Yeah. I like the premise and the plot, but yeah, I don't know. It it sort of falls flat for me. Interesting. Or not flat. It's not even right. The right term. It's just feels a little awkward. I don't know. I, I felt like there was. Compared to Simple Men, I felt like there was more of a aesthetic or mm-hmm. and or structural sure. cohesion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it felt more even as far as... I think it's hard. I think the balance of like... I can see... There were things that I found funny and I thought I knew were intended to be funny in the dialogue in this. Mm-hmm. That... I imagine if you were not had not seen Hal Hartley's previous films, you would not understand. Yeah, they don't land in the same way. Yeah. Okay, I see. I'm gonna admit to something that <laughs> I I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, but in the <laughs> when you and Flodo were like talking about Simple Men and uh-huh. how you know it was it wasn't. You didn't like it as much or whatever. I don't know. You were like, oh, I don't really think. I I felt so defensive and I don't oh, know why. Yeah, I was well. like, oh my God. I felt so embarrassed because I was oh. just like, I was like, don't use shit on this movie. And I'm like, they're not. Like, obviously they're not. But I was just like, and I was like, calm down. Oh. Everything's fine. No one's telling you that you're tasting. But it's so embarrassing because I y'all are like absolute like 
Hartley stands, and yeah. I'm just like, "What are you? What? What do you have against?" So yeah, um, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to admit that. Well, that's I sweet to of you to admit. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's so silly. Um, I, yeah. There's a this. Is, I think this is a thing where it could be. I see it as like not doing the same thing over and over again. Um, For him as yeah, a filmmaker, you mean? Yeah. And, but, but still, but still having like his same yeah. signature. So like I end up really liking the things that make it feel different. Yeah. I really, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed, I was not expecting to, I, not that I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. I was just like, I'm just like, now I'm like, oh God, I'm like one of these movies I'm going to hate or yeah, I'm not right. going to like because I can't like absolutely yeah, love the shoe and drop every, or Yeah, like every one that we've watched, I'm like, do I like this one the best so far? <laughs> and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, it just makes me want to rewatch Trust, but there was so much about it that I was like really, really, I, I was really struck by in, in the way they like... Yeah, it was just there was something really it sounds silly, but like almost powerful about it. Like the mm. way that, you know, Martin Donovan's character, you know, he wakes up and you have this like idea of him being sort of like an innocent victim. Uh-huh. And then when you find out anything about him, you know he's a he's the villain of the story, essentially. Or he's the villain to everyone else. But like so it's this interesting thing of like he's both, you know. Yeah, and right. He's given there's there's space for him to be both, and that was something that I felt so like is is so rare for like especially a, like a male lead mm-hmm. character to to have like and not trying to be like that's not really who I am or like I'm really a good person deep down. It was like, there was just like, you know, he lost his memory. So he doesn't have any reference to be a piece of shit anymore. And like the, the interesting sort of sort of like question of like nature, it's almost like nature versus nurture. Like if he, Mm. if he didn't Mm -hmm. remember any of these things, if he didn't have any connection to that, that like villainy, then is he a good person? You know, deep, you know, it's like, it was so interesting. And the way are men born evil or (laughs) or do they become right? Um, and I really, really, really loved, like, this was something I think that I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have liked it as much or it wouldn't have, like struck me that like when um Isabel and Sophia meet up like they both sort of instinctively protect Sophia like Martin Donovan does a as well, even though he doesn't really know who she is and Uh she's, he's been a villain to her like her whole life essentially. But like, there's a scene where like, you know, he's not doing anything bad to, um, Sophia. 
the character. Um, and But she's still afraid of, of him because she has all this reference of him being a really horrible person. Yeah. And Isabel, like, instinctively protects Sophia. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sophia will, like, stand behind her and, like, all this stuff. And I really loved that they didn't... She essentially didn't choose him over her. Right. Like, it, she didn't... It didn't become yeah, a rivalry yes. or they're not suspicious of right. each other. Yeah. Even. But also, like, she... He knows that, that Sophia's afraid of him. Right. And so it's like, but like, Isabel takes care of Sophia. Right. And like, there was like a, a like almost like an instant bond between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And they're very, and I loved that because there's no rivalry. There's right. no fighting over something. So even, you know, she's like, you're, you're wearing my clothes. And she's like, oh, sorry. And she's like, they look good on you. And that's it. That's right. the only like almost tension that they even have. And yeah, there's no rivalry. There's no jealousy. This is something also that in um, The Unbelievable Truth, mm-hmm. like Pearl and um, Audrey. Adrian, Audrey, yeah. <laughs> They're... Um, they don't have any rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have, you know, they're yeah. just friends. And like, I loved the scene where they were on the bike. Yeah. That was like such a sweet scene. I yeah. absolutely loved that scene. And it, I, this is something that's like, it's like a, it, and again, in simple men, like the two women do not see each other as rivals. Right. They the, don't, there's they just, no interaction as if they're rivals yeah. as if, and they're usually like, it, as far as you know, in simple men, they don't they don't have a history, right? And she's still like taking care of her, and she's like, "You can sleep on my couch," and like all this shit. Yeah. And so, like, it's something that like you don't get to see in movies, and even in trust, when like the mom tries to pit her daughters against each other, and it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like shit, like that. Like it's. So, I feel like that's such a a powerful thing, especially, especially from like a male not, written, male directed right. film. Like that's so it's right. very, and it's not, yeah. And it's almost background in that, or it's not background, but it's not like this is a movie about yeah, two women. Right, 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 right. It's not, it's, it's never, it's like, it's almost like it's not even conceived that they mm-hmm. would be angry with each other. Like, why would they? There's no reason for that. That's right. There's no, and, and it's so rare to yeah. allow two women. Like I was thinking like, I'm like, they don't, they don't, I don't necessarily know that they pass the Betchel test because they, you know, sure. but there is that one scene where they're having a conversation and they, you know, she's talking about being afraid of, a man, but like that's the only reference. Which movie are we talking about? Oh, um, sorry. Amateur. Okay. Thank when you. Isabel, when Isabel takes Sophia to bed, which sounds much more hey, sexual oh. than it is, um, and Sophia's laying down. Yeah. And she's and Isabel's kind of like. Oh, I'm not her. afraid of death. I'm afraid of pain. That yeah, one. like that scene. Like, but it starts out with her talking about how like. J- 
Jacques or whatever is going to kill her or something like that. Are you sure you don't want to go to the police? They'll only send me back to Holland and Mr. Jacques will have me killed when I get there. Who is Mr. Jacques? It doesn't matter. I know a place not far from here where you can hide for a while. You'll be safe. I wish they'd just kill me. Don't talk like that. I'm not afraid of dying. I'm afraid of pain. That's the only reference to a man. They're not talking about a man. They're talking about being afraid oh, yeah. of a man. So I'm like, does that count? I mean, I know a man, but they're not like talking about like, right. you know, and, and, and then the conversation goes somewhere else entirely and it doesn't go back to, you know, it's talking about sort of like feelings that are arising and all this stuff. And, and I mean, you know, given that there's like, you know, five people in this movie, it's not, yep. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's going to be hard to, you right. know, right. pass any sort of special. But I was like, that's pretty impressive for it being like yeah. a movie where there's so many men that are trying to harm women and... Yeah, I don't know. There was something really... Yeah, I, I'm really glad we're doing this because Hartley films are really... They're, I'm really getting like... <laughs> I'm getting really struck by by sort of like the stories that he tells. Yeah. And the way he chooses to... Like the way he portrays tragedy, the way he portrays things that are sad aren't even like... They're more real than it is like manufactured for to make you sad. Like Yeah. Right. Like in trust the woman it's that the same kidnaps thing the baby like, because she, you know, like it's the whole backstory, but there there's a woman that takes the baby, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like it's a really like kind of sad thing where they, they find her and they you know, they take you know, and she gives up the baby and shit like that, or I think I don't remember as much. But you know, like that's like a really like intense thing that's going on, yeah, right. you know? And yeah, that's the thing. I d I'm not quite sure how to feel about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had forgotten. I had, <laughs> I hear the thing. <laughs> um, you know, when I saw this in the nineties, I would have been, had very mixed feelings about a very mixed relationship to pornography period. Yes. Yeah. Personally. You know, I would have, of course, been wanting to look at it, but right. also feeling like I was a bad, you know, I'm sure there was some leftover just yeah, immorality feeling mm -hmm. about it, yeah. but especially f from a feminist mm -hmm. perspective where, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know, um, but <laughs> like it doesn't stand out in the same way now. And I know that's. Partially just because of my relationship has changed, you know, like I don't, mm -hmm. yeah, porn is ubiquitous at this point, so it's not, yeah, but I remember it being very, the way it's talked about sort of 
nonchalantly. Yeah. I mean, it's not because, like, one of the whole things is Sophia's character has been... Essentially sex trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that feels a, a little... Like, I feel... I don't know how to feel about how that's... I, I get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know for I mean? sure. Yeah. She I, says it once, basically. I mean, it's referenced well, she, that she's yeah. in uh, films. Yeah. And then, you know, the fact that the, the movie he rants is called Gang Rape, you know, like that's just the title of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I think, yeah, I, th- what was interesting about that to me is that like she's saying all this stuff and you're just like, who's she talking about? And you're not really connecting it to him. And then she was like, and then you figure out she's talking about it's, it's Thomas or whatever. Right who's Martin Donovan's character and how he's done all these horrible things. And she lists like absolutely terrible shit. Like he like got me addicted to drugs. I hate him. He took advantage of me. He got me hooked on drugs when I was 12. He put me in pornographic films. I'm sick of it. I want to change my life. He won't let me. I'm unhappy. I pushed him out a window. Like all of this shit. And you're just like, what? And it like, I think it's like, I took it to be like, they're literally listing or he's literally listing like the worst things that can happen to a person. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting how you, I don't know. I, I think what struck me about it is that like, I think it's both because, you know, Martin Donovan was like in Hal Hartley movies as, you know, especially like trust and even simple men. Like he's not any kind of villain, you know? Yeah. Right. And in trust, you know, he's sort of like the good guy or the guy that you're sympathizing with and you understand why he's going through all of these things that he's going through. And then in Simple Men, he's just kind of like background, you know, funny guy. (laughs) I mean, he's not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just... So in this one, I think you're associating him with, you're like, okay, he's the lead again. We're going to be on his side or he's the one that's been victimized mm-hmm. because, you know, he comes in and he's bloody and he doesn't remember anything. And then you're thrown into this, like, he's the worst person that all of these people have ever known. Right. And I think I took it as like, they're showing you and he's seeing like this film is like, essentially like a film he made you know like that's what you're supposed to what gang rape i don't know what you mean gang rape the, oh is like <laughs> is like a film that the thomas character like right. made or like forced her to do or whatever the fuck and like you're supposed and and you're seeing this sort of like presented to you and i i i think what struck me is like you're it's that thing of like you know when people are like oh my friend you know, when someone's like, this person did something terrible to me and people are like, well, he's always been nice to me. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it was, I think what, why it struck me is that it was like, 
you can be both of those things. You can be the love of someone's life and you can be a monster to someone else. It just, it literally depends on how you treat people. Like, and, and that was just like, I don't know. I think that how, how kind of like they talk about it and stuff, it feels, it makes you feel like you're, you're like, oh, they're just listing terrible things, but it's, it's because it's like asking you essentially like, would you hold someone responsible for these actions? Yeah, you right. know? And so it was just, I don't know. I think, I think that's why it really, it really struck something in me because you're always sort of when, when men victimize women, you're always sort of left with like, well, he's always nice to me or they were, they've never yeah. been that way to me, but it's like, and, and why like Isabel, protecting Sophia meant so much because it's like, oh, she's not saying that she doesn't believe her. She's not saying, but she's also saying, she's also not saying like, you need to tell me everything. So I, I believe you or you, she's mm-hmm. just like, she's afraid of you. I'll stay Or even telling you. her to like, yeah. you gotta let it go. Cause he's right. different now. Yeah. 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 Like there's no, he does that. But yeah. She doesn't do that for him. Well, I don't know. Does he do that? I think he's just saying like, I don't know. He's like, He's like, you have to tell me what I did or else I'm not going to know what the fuck I did. Yeah, you you may be right. He may not. Yeah. And he's just like, and she's like, well, you've done horrible things. And he's like, okay, I don't know what they are. (laughs) And he's always like, I don't. And I, I think there, there's also that sort of like, you know, I mean, maybe this, this is not what was intended, but there is sort of that thing where like from sometimes from from a person's perspective they don't know that they've done these they don't see these yeah things right as terrible. Yeah. so they're like what was bad with what i like how did i treat you yeah so bad, I, you know? I, I now that we're talking about it too i relate to it uh the sort of original sin that comes since since that mm-hmm. comes with things like in this case, I'm thinking of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, like this is something you have to figure out. This was my path, and I think it's the path a lot of AMAB folks, yeah, go down if they end up in a similar place of trying to be feminist or trying yeah. to be. You know, I counter <laughs> yeah. all the horrible isms, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, there's a sense of like, I definitely struggled with this for like a very long time. I'm not saying I'm out of it either, yeah. but like, you know, it's hard to remember sometimes or yeah, not hard to remember. Sometimes I forget that just my presence in a place is, right. puts people on alert. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, where's I going with it? And you know, yeah, you know, it's not the same, but it's a similar thing of like I don't know what I did, you know. Yeah. Like eventually, in my case, anyway, I'm like, okay, well, it's not really about me; mm-hmm. it's about the past, right? Yeah. And even if the people, you know, the people outside of me who are not, you know, who knows what their history is, yeah, it doesn't even matter if they right. they may not have even ever been hurt, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. They have plenty of reason to mm-hmm. have right. their guard up right. when a right. man right. enters the room. Right. right. Yeah. You know? 
or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like right, and it's such a it it was such an. And you what, see this with a lot of, especially around whiteness and white yeah. men being like, I didn't do, I don't own slaves, you know. Yeah. Or, or like I've never I done didn't any fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I never raped anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never, I would never hit a woman. Right, right, right. And it's just like, that's not, that's, no one's, no one's saying that, right. you know? Anyway. No, I, I, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, looking at it as, as sort of like a, a broader representation of like maleness and like, or like masculinity and, and maleness as we, as our society, you know, forces it onto people his character could be seen as like more of the, the just men in general. Mm -hmm. Like they will, they're there. Some men have done absolutely awful, horrible things and others might not do that, but they still represent the same. Like they're, they're still part of that same place of fear and danger because like, yep. you know, he's, he doesn't remember. So like, he doesn't know any of these things. He doesn't recall. He has no idea. But at the same time, like they're showing that he's doing things without thinking about it. Like he's smoking and he's driving and he's doing mm. things without remembering it. So it's like, there's still that, like, yeah. you know, you're still part of this. You're, you, you're right. still able to, you know, so where is the, and at the end she says, um, she says like Timothy or whatever, she calls his name and he turns around. Thomas. Thomas God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the fucking episode, the Critters episode where I was talking about Tim Robbins and I just, in, in the middle of talking about him, started changed the name. And I was like, what? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, is that what happened? I was like, Tim Robbins. And I was like, yeah, so Tim Robinson is in this. And oh, I, Tim Robinson, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I just like changed. And, like, out I didn't of, fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I'm so fucking terrible with names. Anyway, um. So, like, he turns around, which implies that, like, either he does remember or, like, he has, like, a sense of who he is or he, ha you know, there's right. muscle memory right. there. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, there's so much. There's, this is a, this is a movie that I definitely am going to want to rewatch. There's, there's a yeah. lot to this. Yeah, yeah. I, on that note, I was, I felt definitely distracted because as... <sighs> So this, as I've said many times at this point, I own this on VHS. It's one of the few VHS uh, uh, commercial-grade film releases I have. Yeah. yeah. And I've had it since the late 90s. So we watched it on a DVD. So I have, thanks to my work, a shout-out to uh, Vietnam Veterans Against the War. I have a machine that will digitize VHS cassettes. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for amateur. Uh, or no, it digitizes, but it burns them to disc. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess that's what we watched. I was thinking there was another step, but no. That's, that's the version we watched. Yeah. I felt like, to me, it felt like... Uh, yeah. It felt like watching it on video. Yeah. Uh, b being broadcast. I, I said to Z when we were watching it, I feel like I'm watching the BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I felt like I was watching something on PBS. Right. Same thing, basically. weird sort right? of like yeah. the way it's shot. Things seem almost faster. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. It felt like 
It felt like how... And it was in 4x3, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, 4x3, yeah. And I realized... I loved that, by the way. I, I, I know, you were all about it. I to me, it. I could not stop thinking about it. Yeah. And it really detracted for me. Or definitely distracted. Like, yeah. I, I'm like... But it made me it very intensely impacted. curious about mm-hmm. watching it in yeah, at least same. A, a cinematic... Yeah. Uh, aspect ratio, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to find. I'm down it. to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, there was just so much to it. it and was, I double checked; it was shot on 35 millimeter. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just you know that's how V all VHS. Is yeah, like that. no, 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 totally. And like I, I think I don't remember if I said this, but this is probably how I, I've only ever seen it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's wild when you like watch things that have been like digitized and yeah it reminds me of when i first encountered um watching things on like a high def television i remember house hitting for a friend and they had a giant ass stupid tv yeah and cable and yeah all the nine yards and all of the nine yards (laughs) every single one not just eight of the nine yards and there was i think it was oklahoma when oh, I wow. was surfing, yeah. and I was like, this looks so wild. Yeah. It reminded me of, um, what do you call them, Viewmasters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how that... <sighs> the little goggles that you just click. Yeah, and, and they, they have the discs. Yep. Uh, what? For, all, for all the people listening, they'll know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I always considered the GAF Viewmaster an ingenious invention of great educational value. Gee. I always thought it was just a lot of fun. But they're in 3D, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just... The thing that always struck me about those is how the 3D is set up because there's just layers. It looks like multiple layers of two dimensions. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, uh, it's like a shooting gallery. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where you oh, have right. the, like the ducks going by it's and then always, there's a row behind it. That, well, like... It, it it's almost like I said it's always I meant it's almost like it was it's almost as if it's sped up slightly. Hmm. Like you're seeing all the movement like like, you know, because it like adds frames. Yeah, or yeah. Or something, right? Yeah. Like, I, you see more frames than you know are there. And yeah, and you're just like or like then yeah, I don't know. And it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And I like at the beginning when he's like on the ground and Sophia runs up to him. It, I was like, oh my god, it looks so. It, yeah, I was like, oh wow, it looks so strange. Yeah. But yeah, at the end, like after the movie, it like stops and then like it's got the like black and white fuzz that goes on and it like the tracking and all this oh, stuff yeah. is going crazy for like a full a minute. Oh. oh. Yeah, it, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, I need, I need to sample this. I need the, some of this. I need this. But yeah. And we had some coming attractions beforehand. Oh my God, uh, yeah. Persuasion would look, look so uh, oppressively tedious. Baji on the beach or whatever. Oh, yeah. Baji on the beach. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember what the third one was. The third one was, oh, man, it was. Oh, Living in Oblivion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, which I want to watch. I remember. I remember when that came out. I want. I yeah. 
I'm so surprised. I mean, I know that I've seen trust, but I saw trust after I'd moved to Vegas. I'm so surprised I've never seen any Hartley films that I know of, like, just on cable. Like, because I used to um, see, like, all the, like, indie 90s shit all over uh, HBO and shit like that when I was um, a teenager and I would spend the night at my sister's house. So I saw shit, like, um, you know, I saw... um, Oh God! What's the Parker Posey one? The House of Yes. Mm. Um. Uh, walking and talking is that what it is? Like all these, you know. Caminando y mirando para no hacer hoyo. Yes, exactly. Um, and so I, I'm surprised. I don't know that what that movie is. Walking, it's just it's like it was like one of those indie ones, like set in New York, where it's just like the life of someone that's, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just, it's Anne Haitian, Catherine Keener. Oh, wow. Right. That's who was in living in a living. Yeah. And it's them being best friends and like how oh. one of them gets engaged and their life sort of changes. And it's got the, also got the guy from, he was, in, he's in living in oblivion, but he was in, um, the blonde dude. No, he was in, Oh, God, what's the movie that we watched? You don't always have to be a good boy. Men Don't Leave. Men Don't Leave. He was the guy that had them steal VCRs. Oh, yeah. He's in it. That guy. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, it's all, you know, he was like, so he was in everything. And then he was in every independent film in the 90s. Um, But, yeah, I just... I'm so surprised that I haven't seen. I mean, maybe I've seen some of Flirt or something like that. I'm I'm yeah, kind of looking I'm so forward curious. to. I'm looking forward to seeing it and afraid to see it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I bet I have seen it and just forgot. You, oh, you you th- you haven't seen Flirt. I think that I haven't, but now okay. I'm like, well, I probably did. Yeah. And <laughs> just forgot. <laughs> yeah. I want to watch I, all the... I forgot they were set in different cities around the world, the three stories, or I didn't... If I knew that, I'd, I I was just looking at, at the synopsis yesterday okay. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the three stories are set in... One's in the New York, one's in Berlin, one's in Tokyo. Okay, okay. And then I'm like, oh, well, I do remember a movie, watching a movie, and it was like an anthology, and like one of the stories is... And I believe set in Japan. Oh, I see. Oh, and okay. I remember it being about like this dude being worried about being able to perform as a sexual partner. Huh. And some, you know, male family member, somebody giving him like a formula for like like a rhythm to do. Oh wow. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if that was right. Flirt, yeah. but also not. Uh, is it? Oh fuck! What's that? The rhythm. Oh, that song that blew up because. Seabat. Yeah. Is that the name of the? Yeah. Song. Uh, I think that's. The oh name yeah, because the... it's a uh, Hudson Mohawk. Or yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta watch Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Maybe when Bruce Willis finally kicks. 
finally kicks. Uh, this is the first title that really makes sense to me. I realized once I decided to think about it. I'm like, oh, well, Thomas is an amateur because he's brand new to... Life. Yeah. He's all brand new. Sophia is an amateur trying to... Live life. Have her own life. <laughs> and, you know... Yeah. First, it's trying to do crime. Yeah. And... Isabel is an amateur at sex. Love, sex. Yeah, that was something that I don't know what to do with the the Damien Young character. Mm. Exactly. I mean, he was yeah. a great addition. Yeah. Man, the scene where he where Sophia gets shot and he just runs after the guy and just keeps shooting him. I was like So good. At that I literally was like watching it like this. I was like Yeah. I, I thought it was both sweet and, like, very, like, heavy at the same time. Yeah. I was like, wow. Right. I mean, also, you laugh because he just keeps running all over the place. He runs shoot. ahead of him. He, he runs, runs ahead of him. behind <laughs> them. He just... He, runs, he, he keeps running out of frame and yeah, back in. Yeah. Just I mean, it probably isn't on out of frame in the whole... In the, well, I don't know. Oh, Howardly loves to have people well, it's be true. out of frame. It's true. I Yeah. Once that scene started, I was like, oh, yes, I remember this. Yeah, I was just like, wow. There are Virgin Marys all over this movie. It's true. There in are. the background. Yeah. And I think that's something he does pretty often. Yeah. Or I'm I'm lear- I'm starting to think. Be good to her. Yeah, She'll be right. good to <laughs> Fucking Robert <coughs> John Burke. It's hilarious because, like, he, I was like, oh, you know, he's fine or whatever. After I watched, like, The Unbelievable Truth, every time he's in an episode of SVU, I'm like, oh, it's our boy. I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, there he is. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know fucking why. I'm just like, yes. Ooh, woo. <laughs> There's our bae. <laughs> Cute baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's so attractive. Yeah. Mmm, ice cream's so good. Gang, 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 gang. gang. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah. don't understand it. I, I fear it. Um, it is. She's just doing the sound effects for things people send, and she gets money when they do that. So, yeah. Yeah, whatever. none of what you said makes sense to me. So. <laughs> she gets money. I when- want to understand it. It's fair. That's fair. Get that shit away from me. <laughs> you should be banned in schools. Um. Oh, well. So I like this. Yeah. Again, I definitely want to rewatch it. Mm, yep. In its original aspect ratio. Yes. Because that's one thing that it also feels very cramped. Yeah. That was the only thing that I, I wish that I could see it on VHS in the original <laughs> aspect ratio. How Harley, if you're out there, can you make that? <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> well, if we get a DVD copy of it, I can reverse. Yes. Can put it onto a VHS. God, please. <laughs> and then we'll get just get you one of those old combo TV VCRs and then have it in your room on continuous loop. Oh, my God. I would love that. I would absolutely you love would. that. I know. I would. I, I paint, know. I'll paint in pink even. I know that. Oh. 
You L word me. Um, I, I lesbian you. <laughs> I okay, Scott Pilgrim. Um, that's what he says. They are like L word, and he's like lesbian. Mm. Hmm. I, I there's something very specific about the like a VHS of something, and I don't know what it is. This is, I felt like this since sure things do. went to DVD. No, I mean like it's it's almost it's not even about nostalgia. I just like I remember when things like when you could get it when VHS was still around because it was like the sure. early aughts. It was like was when like. Um, yeah. DVDs started getting pushed, but you could still get VHS mm-hmm. of things, and there was a lot. There was still like a lot of a production. lot of overlap. Yeah, and so I remember so having things years. on both formats, and there was I'd be like, okay, DVD is cool because you get like the full aspect ratio, right. but I was like, some there's something in the way that that a VHS looks in. But it's specifically like in like how like the light shines in their eyes or something like mm-hmm. the lighting has a specific look in a VHS huh. copy of something that just cannot be duplicated any other way. And I think it's like specifically shot on film and then like Transferred VHS. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's something where it's like, oh, if you just filmed something in digital and put it on VHS, it would look the same. I think it's specifically like how yeah, right. how film captures mm. it and then putting it on VHS. And I mean, you know, maybe I'm wrong about that. But like, yeah, there's just something very specific about how VHS looks that I've, I, I remember because I remember like seeing like, you know, like the TV versions of stuff and the there and they have such a different look than like the digitized versions of things now. And I'm not saying that like I don't like the digitized. It's just like there's yeah. such a specific thing different that like beasts. immediately when when it was switching, I was like, oh, oh, but it doesn't. It lacks some uh, that little thing, that little special thing, and I've always felt that way since you know there was, I, like I remember, like I this, you're gonna laugh when you, but like specifically, the the one that I remember watching was Fight Club, and I remember how it looked like on TV, like watching it mm-hmm. looked so much more interesting than when you would watch it on like DVD and it would be super crisp and super clear and there was Mm -hmm. no interference and it was digitally split, you know, and you're like, Oh, and I remember there, I can imagine that for a film like that in particular, because it's very dark and yeah, 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 yeah. right. Right. And that's, yeah. It's kind of like the, the, especially the first matrix. Like, yeah. Yes. That's another one. Yeah, Yeah. 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 It being on VHS. It's like, Oh, and I, you got that for me on VHS. Oh, did I? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I did I dub it? No, not yet. Not yet. But yeah, it's like there's something about it that it just feels so, and that's part of why I was so excited. I think excited. about like a, hearing things over the radio. Yeah. And I know it's about how they broadcast and the yes. fact that stereo versus mono and I only vaguely... Get, uh, have an idea about 
it, but yeah. like it always like with the static and like it feels deeper, yeah. like it has a depth than mm-hmm. any right. other recorded, any yeah. other <coughs> playback method. I don't there, and also there's something about like making a mixtape from from like the radio. Oh yeah, that like uh like a burn CD is like great and everything, sure. but like there's something like when you get the like clips of like you know. <laughs> Like, I remember I had this one and I had these like three specific songs that I would just like, like rewind and play over and over and over mm. again. And like, I think they were like in the middle of the tape or something like that. And uh-huh. so I would like try to get, and it was like, I hit record and it did the thing like when, whenever that, like, I don't remember which song it was. I know one of them was take a picture by filter. And then one of them was letting the cable sleep by Bush. And it was like. And I don't, and then there was another one I don't remember. Um, but I, when I pushed the record, it like, I maybe I went slow or I didn't get it. And it was like, yeah, you know, like ramp up. ramp up. And so it's like when it switches to the out, to the other one, it like, it's like, and like, it's shit like that where like you don't, like, even when it's like, you manufacture that sound. It's like, it gives you a nostalgia, but like actually hearing when it had, there's nothing like that. And, and the, like the crackle of, yeah, like the radio and all that shit. Like there's something so specific where this is why I've like gotten really into like, or this is sort of like why I've always sort of preached the whole, like perfection is boring because like Mm -hmm. if things are too, clean and crisp I don't they I I cannot relate to them I can't I don't care about them right and so yeah any technology you know like yeah it should be you should push its bounds like so if I know that what's seemingly driving you know the market or the innovation or the mm-hmm. Industry, as far as like sound and video, is getting highest resolution, yeah. highest fidelity, right, 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 uh, right, all that kind of shit. But yeah, as far as artists go, that's boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's great if if you have access to that, and you're like, okay, well, I don't have to worry about. Yeah, I don't have to do a bunch of shit to capture the sound how I want it. Yeah, if I can just record it straight great but that then should give you room mm-hmm. to do other things yeah to fuck with right the bounds of the, whatever who cares ah! uh, obviously I care uh, Illini cares <laughs> I was gonna say something else about it oh yeah I remember this is just an anecdote really uh, there's a composer and sort of musicologist, I guess, uh, named Barry Truax, mm-hmm. and well, I I have no idea. I've not paid attention to his career since this event when I was in college. Yeah, I I had heard his name before because uh, anyway, he's he's Canadian, I think, and last I heard was a taught at Simon Fraser, which is in, I think, Vancouver. Yeah. 
British Columbia. Anyway, he was part of a group of artists that did like in the seventies, in particular, and maybe the eighties. I don't a lot of sort of research and experimentation with uh, like cityscapes and how sound affects that, and like they did a lot of stuff like advocated for like. Things like water features that like absorb traffic sounds. You know, like if you're on the other side from them, you know, like it's indistinguishable or it kind of just oh, wow. things like that. And I remember there was a period where I would invite people, and I think this came from him. The idea of you just do a a silent soundscape walk where you just walk. You intentionally decide that you're going to be silent. And you're going to walk around your city, your locality, mm-hmm. whatever, yeah. and pay attention to the sound. Interesting. And, you know, you can make notes and do whatever you want with it. But it's like an active listening exercise. But, you know, purposely putting yourself in different environments so you understand. Yeah. You get a, 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 the idea is to give yourself, a, you know, like pull yourself out of yourself and, you know, maybe get a more bird's eye perspective of a, a, you know a snapshot of how sound works in your area yeah and I would do I did those I led folks on a couple of those um, but so the anecdote is that he came with some students to uh, Evergreen where I was a student and they were doing a lot of all the all the showcase was it was Multi-channel sound, so like, uh, you know how surround sound is like four speakers and, a, you know, 5-1 is five speakers and then a subwoofer. Okay. Which means you have five speakers, you know, you generally it's like front, right, rear, right, front, left, rear, left, and a center one facing you. This mm-hmm. is how movie theaters are set up now. Okay, okay. If they're in 5-1. Right. But they're each, they have... Unique channels, which right. means like they're not, I mean, sure there's going to be overlap, right. but it's, it's not like the two on the right are playing the same thing. Right, right, right. They're going to yeah. be slightly different. And the idea is it is an immersive space, right? right so right, you right. feel like you're surrounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's called surround sound. Well, these folks were doing stuff in eight channel. Oh, wow. Right. Um, and it was pretty interesting for the most part. Uh, but some of it was literally just field recordings of like walking into a cave or like the idea, I, I don't know if it was field recordings, but like, or the idea, you know, they tried to synthesize an environment by yeah doing this. And there was one that was kind of interesting because it was like trains going by. And, but what my teacher Arun said was like, yeah, it's like the, <laughs> he's like, it's like the 19th century never happened because <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, it's just. It's basically field recordings, you know, yeah, like they're, yeah, yeah. it's just replicating right. nature or your environment. There's just like no composition happening right. that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, you know, it's a fancy technology. Right. Because you can have yeah. as many channels as you want. Yeah. And people have been experimenting with that since since we've had speakers right, right, and right, right, multi-channel right. tape and stuff. So yeah. like early mid 20th century you know like it's easier to do now that's great mm-hmm. but also right 
But there's that like sort of like there's that weird like almost clipping sound or something that like you'll hear in things like from TV, like old commercials and stuff from like the 70s or 60s where like things sound like really like warbled and like Mm -hmm. really blown out and shit like that, but they're not super loud. Like that sort of sound, it's like it's something that like you can't really manufacture, like you would have to use a lot of technology to manufacture something that's like simplistically there in older technology. Yeah, right. So it's like really interesting that like, you're like, Oh, we made it better. Yeah. And people are like, Oh, I miss how it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like that sort of like thing is like, there's a magic in, in it being imperfect because like, you know, it's sort of it's sort of like when, you know, fucking like live CDs and shit like that. Like, I don't, I don't want to listen to a concert happening. Oh, I never have. Like, I hate live uh, yeah. recordings. That's sort of what it. That's like mediums. the cleaner it is. It's more like you're just listening to it in the same room, which is like yeah. cool and all. But where's where's the you know, like there's yeah. not like if the technology isn't actually adding anything to it, it's not like doing anything to it. It's just a recording uh, and it's straight up and it's so clean and so perfect. And it's yay. So fresh and so clean. You're like, okay, <laughs> thank you. It's like, oh, okay. That's, that's it. Oh, okay. That's, mm-hmm. you know, there's something it's, it's interesting. in general. I don't want to see a, I don't want to go to a live concert and right. it be, sound exactly like. The right, album. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no point. Right. But likewise, I don't want to buy a CD and it be a live recording. (laughs) I think. (laughs) I don't want to listen. Yeah. I hate recordings of concerts. I think they're. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't understand. At at best, I'm just angry that I wasn't there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. The only exception to this is the only, is that the fact that it's the only version of the song that's ever, that exists in that's, um. I want you to want me yeah. by uh Yeah. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> Did not expect you to live at Budokan? Yeah. Speaking of it, I didn't know until a few years ago that uh Benny and the Jets by Reginald oh, yeah. uh Elton John. Uh <laughs> that's his real name. It's the fact that you said Reginald and then you went Elton John. Like it was like you gave up on it. I did because I don't remember his <laughs> Given last name. Uh, oh, yeah, Benny and the Jets. Not recorded live. <laughs> that's something they did in the studio to try to make it, oh, to yeah, spice right. it up. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay, I know what the answer is, but I want you to say why. Would you recommend? No. No? no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Calm down. I think, I wonder, I'm curious if what someone who's not a Hartley fanatic yeah, yeah, yeah. would think if they've not seen any other Hartley movies. Yeah, for sure. I, my guess is it, it doesn't offer a whole lot. I mean, I could see it opening up doors, you know, for yeah. you if you've never seen anything like yeah. it or, you know, but again, I don't, I wonder. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, I put it in the order that we've been watching things as far as like yeah. a recommended sequence for viewing things. Yeah. I think it has some, like I said, the, it feels more cohesive yeah. in a way than Simple Men. Yeah. I don't mean to harp on Simple Men. Simple Men was a lot of fun and yeah. really good. Yeah. Um, Simple Men has some moments that are just, for Hartley, feel very heat you over the head like uh, there's nothing but desire and trouble and he says it like five times and <laughs> and be good to her and she'll be good to you like why <laughs> those aren't deep like yeah yeah and they don't yeah they aren't deep messages that like yeah. I don't as far as my thinking don't like contextualize the events of the film in any mm-hmm. Yeah. Deeper way, you know, yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's always, that feels weird to me about that movie. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that, uh, we got Parker Posey. Yeah. Parker Posey's in it for the three seconds. She's in it. Fucking hilarious. hilarious. Of course. And the guy that, all right, honey, <laughs> honey, you be careful out there. Are you gonna be okay? You be careful, honey. <laughs> but it, even the guy that she comes in with, yeah. he would like their interaction Sarah, was so. Sarah. Kaya comes in. Um, the guy, yeah, that, their dynamic is great. So funny. Like he's, I, I love their, I love their in, back and he's forth. He's apparently in a lot of Kevin Smith movies. They're back and forth when he, he's like. She's like, maybe it's rabies. And he's like, you think? And she, he's like, rats. And she's like, really? And he's like, rats with rabies. And they're just like going back and forth yeah. like hypotheticals. It was so funny. But like when he, <laughs> she's like, I love your place. He's like, isn't it great? It's just a fucking squatter. And nice she's like, lamp. I love your, la- like your lamp's so nice. He's like, thank you. <laughs> There's no cord in it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh God. But the Damien... Young, is that who it is? Yeah. Fuck, when he runs out of the police station and gets in the car. But then gets out of the car. And drives and then stops and gets out and shoots the gun. <laughs> Dwight Yule is the other squatter. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that sounds really familiar, but it might sound really familiar because I've seen, I was looking at the cast list for most of the movie last night. Also, it sounds like Huel Hauser. Okay. Wow, Who's... look at that. There's another train. Remember that video, Shani? California's gone. Oh, God. That's <laughs> God. Oh, man. That was... That was... You want to see how to make a dog happy? Now that's an avocado-eating dog. R.I.P. <laughs> uh, and uh, Michael Imperioli. Yeah, and that one guy that was in oh, Go on. that was in uh, A Brother Where Art Thou and Watchmen oh yeah one scene that guy gets yeah uh, oh who played the fucking lady cop she was great oh, she was so funny <laughs> hi I'm Officer Melville you can call me Patsy they send people to me when they have no identification Sometimes they don't even know their own name. 
That's so incredibly sad. Do you understand me? Can you hear what I'm saying? God, I can't take this job. You gotta toughen yourself up, Malcolm. What do I have to do? Become completely insensitive? Tim Blake Nelson is who you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, Tim Blake Nelson, that's right. Uh, how about the ADR for the phone conversations? I felt very strange to me. Oh, the fucking um, the pornographer or whatever that she's trying to sell her story to. Yeah. When he, oh my God. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, this is. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I, just to say, I would recommend for sure. I definitely think if you've seen, like, any Hal Hartley film, but you haven't seen this, you should watch it. I think if you haven't seen a Hartley film, this, I think this is, it would be a wild introduction because I definitely think it's different than his earlier films. Um, but it's very, it's very interesting. It is very noir. Like that was something that was really interesting. I this there's Huh? Stewart. Huh. Oh, that's who Pamela Stewart was. Okay. Officer Patsy Melville. Um I saw her in the credits and it it struck me because it wasn't the name wasn't Patrick Stewart, so like Pamela Stewart. Another she piece too. No, like, it looks like all her credits are like background. Yeah. Reserved woman, potential <laughs> juror. Like oh, Erica Gimple was in this. Who? Erica Gimple or Gimple or whatever. Yeah, is she the one at the phone booth? The no, no, she's the one at the beginning when she's, <laughs> when Isabel's just reading her fucking. Calm down, lady. She's like, yeah, and she just starts screaming at her. He pulled her back against himself. And she felt peace cock against her like a piece of two by four in his trousers listen lady you better settle down you're embarrassing my friend excuse me can i have another coffee please the whole thing with floppy disks i know yeah 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 see things like that i'm like i don't know if that like first of all they're not they, as jokes they don't date that well yeah but yeah uh, like I wonder I thought that was really funny only because I'm like that was like I feel like those types of discs were did not last long yeah. you know and so it felt I felt like it was really funny because I'm like that's a joke that's like too old even for me and I was around for that you <laughs> yeah, know and so time. yeah and I think that's kind of funny because I'm like, this is a this is something that's like so dated that that's almost the joke is that like it was already dated before, you know, like the movie even came out sort of, yeah. you know, so that that felt it felt more like the joke is these seem pointless, yeah. you know, and that's that's always how I took the like, what, Maybe. why, why, are, why is it? It's square and it's not floppy. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Adria Tinner mm. as the schoolboy reading the Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Who 
I was like, what? That, that was so... I really liked, though, when he's, like, reading a porno magazine next to this supposed child. Yeah. And the kid's just like, let me see. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then the kid's like, oh, Sophia's doing another movie. What are you reading? Chicks. Do you find those women attractive? I prefer girls my own age. That's understandable. Do all women have hair between their legs like this? Yeah, I guess most. There's a woman on page 22 who doesn't. Yeah. That was <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, She's on three episodes of Mad Men. Wow. Yeah, I would definitely recommend for... I, I just... I'm such a sucker for, I mean, Hartley, what, what really hits the note for me on all of Hartley's films, all the ones that we watched, especially is that it does. I do love, we've, we've talked about this so many times. Yeah. I love movies that feel like they could also be a play or they could easily be right, 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 right. like just there's the sets are so bare bones, but yeah. like also so intentionally set up like how, you know, her apartment is like, just like a bed and like a, maybe a fridge or something. And then yeah. the bathroom is like this big bathroom, but all her books are in her bathroom and she's oh, got yeah. tons of books, things like that. That like, that's yeah. so intentional. That's not just like, yeah, right. That's a decision was made in that. And it's so fascinating. And the fact that she has all these books, but anything you ever see her or Martin Donovan reading is pornography. pornography like yeah. it's so it, things like that are so fucking interesting there. It was just like really, I think I'm, I'm wondering if, you know, he has such a rapid fire yeah. pacing in the dialogue and stuff. I wonder if that sort of undercuts the noir aspect. Yeah. Because I was thinking, like, you know, one of the first things I thought while watching it is like, oh, well, we don't get an example of Thomas before. Yeah. So it's hard to imagine. Yeah. And I think that's intentional. Yes, and I think that's, correct. you know, that's fine. But you also. D- we don't get a whole lot of time before it's sort of revealed yeah. who he was before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I kind of wish there was that mm. the ambu- ambiguity was extended, you know, yeah. or at least the nature of his yeah. awfulness. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> cause you get Sophia's uh, monologue about like what he did to, to her before you know who you know that it's the same person yeah well i think that's when you find well well i was gonna say you get her yeah yeah, list yeah, yeah, of yeah, you're, yeah horrible right, things right, right. done to her by someone um but the first scene is the two of them yeah right right so you know there's some connection yeah potentially yeah uh and then it's not long before the dots are connected as far as He's the one that did these things to her. Right, right, right. And so I feel like a more, you know, typical noir thing would to have it be a reveal at the end, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I think that's why, I think that's why I like, I, I'm, noirs can be hard for me. That's fair. And And I'm not, you know, clearly. I'm just glad there was no uh, monologues. I woke up and I didn't know where I was. Oh, like voiceover? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's only funny when the Venture Brothers do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, 
if it's the nineties and you're doing and do doing a noir, <laughs> yeah, you know, do something with it, right? Otherwise, you're just making it like confidential or whatever. So, I'm not saying you know mm-hmm. make a Maltese Falcon over again or something. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your pick, but a third man or whatever. Yeah. What's the one where I want to report murder? My own. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> and double indemnity. Or double jeopardy. Double indemnity. Double your money. Double mint fun. Double your Pleasure. twins. Oh. Double your tits. Try Calm down, lady.